A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. You're listening to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm Neil Mantop in for John Norman today. And as ever, joined by Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison to look back at day two of the second test between Pakistan and England in Multan, as England once again take control. The tourists closed on 202 for five, a lead of 281 runs after they bowled Pakistan out for 202 in their first innings in the morning. Jack Leach did the damage in the morning session, taking four wickets, four for 98, including his 100th test wicket in the process before Ben Duckett and Harry Brook hit 50s for England as they head into day three, as I said, in a commanding position. So plenty to come over the next 20 minutes or so. You're listening to Following On. I have to say, Harmy, um, that uh, it's the last memory of the day that sticks in my mind on another day full of event. Not so much controversy, but um, again, just, you know, it, it, there were de- moments where the hair stood up on the back of your neck and <laughs> England's new style of play continues to amaze, impress and, and befuddle. But it was the last 20 minutes that stuck in my mind. Ben Stokes was playing normal cricket. <laughs> yeah, he was. And finally, it's getting it's got it's got through to him that. There's more more than one way to skin that positive cat, and he turned into the white ball Ben Stokes for a while, didn't he? And it was great to see because I think that's the, the, that's the balance that the, this team has got. But Ben seems to have struggled with his own batting. Is that he's he's wanted to give off this positive persona, this positive way and positive manner, and I don't have a problem with that, not one bit. But he seemed to be the one that that struggled to sort of get to grips with. You are going out and hitting the first ball for six, then every ball after that had to leave the ground. Where there is, in the way he bats in one-day cricket, is probably the way he should be batting in test match cricket. And I think England have been excellent throughout this this whole test match. It was great to see Ben and, and, and Harry Brook stay together at the end there because I don't think Pakistan have got a chance of winning this game now. But I think if in the gloom, if they had lost, England had lost Stokes and Brook, then all of a sudden, Pakistan chasing 300, turning into a one-day contest like England did last summer, I think Pakistan would have more of a chance. Uh, this is a poor Pakistan side. 
honestly, man, as when I my look, I've watching today, my initial thoughts were this was England from two, three years ago. This was England from two, three years ago, digging themselves a hole with a bat, not knowing how to get out of a hole with a bat, really struggling to find a, a game plan and a method with having just one world-class batsman, Joe Root, a couple of years ago. The one saving grace we had in that team was we had a, 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 an ability to take 20 wickets on on a majority of the surfaces. And apart from Abura Ahmed, there's no real substance to this bowling attack from Pakistan. I, I, I found myself listening to Wakar Yunus and thinking, now the time just before me, great side watching Pakistan, the likes of Wazim and Wakar and, yeah, even through my time and uh, Shoaib, you know, Mohammed Sam, Shami, yeah, Umar Gould, had some ridiculous bowlers. As Mohammed Asif, some fantastic bowlers and can name many, many more. This looked a very, very toothless bowling unit from Pakistan and a one that England hopefully are going to find themselves 2 0 up. Well, they had to bowl Pakistan out in the morning session before they got around to, to building on a lead. Well, they had to get a lead, first of all. And two things stri- stand out for me. I remember it was almost five years ago that we went on our first tour with uh, TalkSport with England. And uh, I remember being laughed off the dinner table when I kept saying, you know, Joe Root takes his bowling really seriously. And I think he might play a role for England in the years to come. And and you all laughed me, as I said, laughed me out of, out of the dining room. But but he, I, I, it's taken, I think, Ben Stokes' captaincy for him to say, do you know what, Rooty? If you, if you, if you mean it, then go for it. Mm. And the other thing is that, you know, this constant enforcement, reinforcement of Jack Leach from Ben Stokes. You know, you, you just sense that that Jack knew his his position. There was a sort of a glass ceiling on his career. But uh, Stokes just keeps on going back and saying, Leachy, you're the man, you're the man. And he didn't bowl brilliantly. He bowled a couple of great super deliveries. But, you know, he's delivered. Four for 98. He just seems to have blossomed and responded to, to Ben Stokes' captaincy. And Joe Root as well, uh, two for Two for 23. He's, he's doing that job. I always thought he might. He is doing that job. And again, you, you look at Joe. Joe is a, an intelligent cricketer, you know, with a bat and with a ball. And probably the only reason he's got, he's got 49 test wickets. 49 test wickets. Now, that's a lot of wickets that. Um, I know he's played you know, 100 and odd games, but the reason why he's not got 100 test wickets is because he was captain and he was reluctant to bowl himself, probably. And it's took possibly Ben to say, come on, Joe, you, we need you to, to break this partnership. And he he does that. He does break the partnership. Probably turns it more than than Jack, um, Jack Leach, because he gets a lot of, obviously, a lot of overspin on on the way when the angles that he's trying to bowl from around the wicket, he, he looked as though he was as threatening, if not more threatening. When you mentioned uh, the first question about Ben Stokes' batting and, and sort of batting like a proper player should be playing, there was a little bit of his captaincy as well that I saw this morning. Was he was fighting with Joe? He was fighting with Jack Leach last night. Jack Leach wanted a man out because he the left hander is a, it's a free shot. Jack Leach left arm spin, free shot, slog sweep. There you go, four six, whichever way you want it, because there's no man out there. Obviously, Ben's trying to be a positive captain, and I think Jack wanted the man out where Ben's going, no, no, I want him in, I want him in, I want him in, I want him kept in, I want him to... But I think what Ben did this morning was he put him out because he knows that Jack's confidence would build if that man was out there. Take the slog sheep out of the game. But the beauty about it was he left mid on him and off up, and he was saying, right, 
there's only one way you can release your release shot now, and that's come down and hit me straight. Come down and hit me straight. And twice, Jack Leach got wickets from ball before, come down, ran down a wicket, bang. Both um, Shaquille and Rizwan hit the ball straight. The next ball hold out because the only option was to hit it straight. When you have to hit it straight, you have to be perfect with your technique. Yeah, timing has to be perfect and shape has to be perfect. And both times, batsmen didn't deliver. So Jack got the wickets from that. And then, yeah, the one, sorry, the Rizwan one was an absolute belter. Rizwan come down a wicket, hit him over the top of his head. And it was a bit like when you, as a fast bowler, it was like when you bowl, bowl a half volley and you get, you get spanked for four. You know for a fact, right, the next time he's getting it. Short ball, I'm finishing the action off. I'm going to bowl as fast as I can. This is going to be it. And it was like, that's how Jack Leach got his wicket of Rizwan because he got belted for four of a bad ball. And he's gone, right, I'm going to... And it just looked as though he got over the top of his action, which got him the drift towards the leg stump, which then got a ball because he, his action was perfect. He got over the top of his... You know, over, you know, he got his left arm over the top of the, you know, the, the angle that he was bowling from because he was bowling very, very round arm. And because of that, he got drifting and then it spun, sharp spin. And it was an absolute beauty to get rid of Mohammed Rizwan. And his confidence grew from there. Um, and look, Jack Leach is not going to be the greatest spin bowler, but he's starting slowly but surely to become somebody that Ben Stokes can rely on. And that's what Ben Stokes wanted. That's why he's pumping his tyres up. That's why he's trying to... See, Jack Leach is my man. Jack Leach is the somebody I can I can hold my hat on and control one side of the of the of, of the game. Well, Seamus both from the other side, and I think because of that, Jack's starting to rebuild the faith that that Ben's given. Because this morning, in the first session, Jack didn't bowl very well, and he will be the first one to admit that he bowled a four ball every over. But slowly but surely, as the game went on, he got his man on the leg side, which meant he wasn't getting hit for four, and it was a free hit. He then become that controlling bowler that Stokes needed. And then because of that, when it was reverse swinging, Pakistan dug themselves into a hole, largely because Jack Leach had control at one end and England and Ben could rotate his seamers, who got the ball to move laterally with reverse swing and they were dangerous at the other end. And it was a very, very good afternoon for Ben Stokes and Jack Leach. It was. Now, in Ralpindi, the spinners took eight of the wickets in the first innings and the seamers took eight in the second innings. And it, it's England are doing it again. Um, Jimmy Anderson's taken the new ball. He's bowled two overs, taken a wicket, taken off. What? And he's ended up bowling five overs. Ollie Robinson has also only bowled five overs. Pakistan bowled out for 202. Robinson's figures, five overs, three maidens, one for two. That wicket was that of, of Babar Azam. But it's bonkers. It's all upside down. England are doing it again. Are they saving Anderson? And uh, and Robinson for the second innings. Mark Wood, by the way, reached ninety-seven miles an hour. He he did a little bit more work. He bowled eleven and eleven point five overs, two for forty. But it's it's all bonkers. I mean, every aspect of the game and the way Test cricket is played is being turned upside down. It is, and it's great. And it's and it, for me, the the captaincy selection between Ben and Brendan, Rob Keys over there. So I'm sure Keys is involved in the selection of it. Nobody would have left Ben folks out. Now that that's a, that was a huge call. Ben Folks is fit. He's the best gloveman, arguably in the world. We go to Asia every single time we go to Asia. We pick Ben Folks. We don't pick him in England. Or we we were reluctant to pick him in England. We pick him in Asia. You talk about that tour we were on five years ago in in Sri Lanka. Players in that gets hundred, gets dropped coming into England. Horses for courses. We don't play Ben Folks. Now 
we were everybody was expecting Ben Folks to come into it, but we said on the collective, you know what? He might play Ollie Pope might keep wicket again because Ben Stokes wants options. He's seen the way Robinson and Anderson's bowled. And apart from just having them grazing in the field, he can have options up his sleeve. He doesn't have to use them, but he knows for a fact at any given time they are there. And that that's why you know, we talked about in the summer having a, a depth and batting unit, Johnny Bairstow and, and, and Harry Brook. Yeah, the depth and batting with Jacks at seven and oh, he batted three in the second innings, gives Ben the options of an extra bowler. He didn't bowl himself, and largely probably down to the fact that you mentioned Raul Pindi, that what it took out of Anderson, Robinson, and Stokes in Raul Pindi, but he still got them on the field. And that, for me, was largely down to the fact that the selection panel was another brave call to give the witty-keeping duties to Ollie Pope. And then you've got the options of, of Robinson. Robinson repaired him with an absolute, it was a, it was a fantastic ball. There, there'll be people out there going, Baba Razam could have moved his feet, should have moved his feet. It was a no foot waft. He played away from his body. No, not, not having that. That was ex, an exceptionally skillful bit of bowling. He bowled his first ball sort of on a length, in and around that off stump. And he got the next one to from a similar length, just to sort of tail back in towards Ofstom and bowl one of the best batsmen in the world at this minute through the gate. That was highly skillful bowling from Ollie Robinson. Um, and maybe Ben is saying, right, I'm going to keep them for the second innings, give them as much rest as I possibly can. When we need to win the game, we'll throw the ball to Anderson, throw it to Robinson. I'll bowl myself. Woody, he only bowled 11 overs, but he bowled good pace. It gives them options. So a good, another tick in the box for this selection panel and the captain coach on bravery on how to win a cricket match. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.com. 
Facebook.com.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Just a couple more points. Um, ben Duckett making 79 add to his 100 in uh, Royal Pindi and <laughs> Harry Brook. I mean, honestly, Harry, how good is he? 74 not out. And there would have been moments, wouldn't there, where, you know, convention would have dictated you just wind your neck in, just bat through. You need to get through the next hour without losing another wicket. We could be under pressure if I'm out now. But no, he's following his captain's instructions. That's not the way we do things anymore. No, it's not. And the, the goal of Ben Duckett first, it, they've got an interesting call because I still think that it was a horses for courses selection. On these surfaces, we're going to pick a batsman at the top of the order who can get us off to a good start and play a spin very, very well. Conundrum now is, can you pick him in England against Common Stark and Hazelwood? I think you can. Do you know what? I think you can. I don't have any problem because I think the way he's, the confidence he's, he's getting, the way he's playing, the boy's got a game. And I think, well, I think what he's got more than anything else, he's got a bit of streetwise in him, has Ben Duckett. I think he's got a bit of dog in him that, Will will fight his way through whatever is thrown at him, um, and he looks more and more accomplished every single time he goes out to bat for England, which is is great to see. But what more can you say about Harry Brook? There is a bit of genius in him, as Mark Butcher says. There is a bit of genius in him. We've I've talked him up for a year, and I couldn't get him in the seat and in the team. I've tried my hardest to get him in the team, couldn't get him in the team on the Cricket Collective, and there was one shot today. Honestly, when I seen him hit this shot, I was like, there's not many people in the world could play this shot. He's run the spin bowler's bowling from around the wicket into the rough. And he hasn't just opened himself up to hit him straight, which would have been the shot, or hit across his body, which would have been, the, I think, the less risk shot because he's going with the forces of the ball. And he's opened himself up and he's opened his wrists up and he's hit it through extra cover. I know we're on the radio and I'm sorry, but you've got to go and watch this shot. You'll get it on any social media site watching Harry. Just put in Harry Brook and that shot. And I tell you what, that tells you how good a player this boy is because not many players in the world can play things like that. Um, he took the test cricket like a duck to water. He bats in such a, such a way which, a little bit like Joe, you don't realise he's got 30 and he's got it. And then all of a sudden he goes through the gears. And then that pickup pull he's got off the spinner, which puts the spinner on a huge amount of pressure because that spinner goes, right, I need a little bit fuller. He runs down the wicket, belts him over his head. Right, I need to just bowl it into the pitch that little bit more and a little bit flatter. And he picks it up from such a low trajectory and hits it over mid-wicket for six. Spin bowler's got no margin for error whatsoever to him. For me, this kid has got everything in his armory to be a fantastic red ball and white ball cricketer for a long, long time for England. And it's great to see. Problem England have got is where do the fit best go into this group now? Have they just made the selection easier by giving Pope the gloves for the short term, waiting to get him fit? Somebody's been saying that for a year, manners. Uh, well, I think this um, problem first was brought up by Matt Pryor in Sri Lanka all those years ago when uh, there was... Um, you know, there were there were mm. three three keepers when Ben he was, yeah. first picked. Mm. And uh that was um you know, it's a problem that it's I guess it's a nice one to have. But um yeah, I mean that four over extra cover was the, the shot of the series for me, but not far behind. And we're all guilty of this when we're commentating. Uh when a batsman pulls a spinner over mid wicket, you go, Oh, he's that's short, he's pulled that. And then you look at it again, and you think, was it short? 
No. Was it short? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't short. And, he, and he's that good at, he's got such low hands and quick hands that I would say the margin for error for the spinner is just non-existent. There's no margin for error because he's quick on his feet. And it's a great lesson. You know, young, if young kids are listening to me and you rabbit on, this boy is worth watching because his balance, his transfer of weight, his quickness through the ball, his hand speed through the ball. But the best lesson I would give to any young player is watch his head. Watch his head position. It never wobbles. It's always in a strong and a stable position at the point of contact. It's always down at the ball, down through the ball. He's never looking back, looking up. He's never leaning back. And that's why for such a slight guy and such a little guy, he gets so much power and he's an, his ability to hit the ball for six is, is frightening. Okay, final point. Now, you said right at the beginning of uh, of the show that uh, you didn't see how Pakistan could win this game. But if they took took five for 40 in the morning session and needed 320, or let's let's make it five for 70 and need 350 in, in half a test match. They would mm. need 350 in half a test match, more than in two and a half days. So um, I don't think England are, are, I mean, I think they're well ahead. But I don't think Pakistan are out of the game, are they? No, I just think the body language of Pakistan, they look a bit shell-shocked. You, you look at the wick. You, one example, I would give you, if, if, if England leave Pakistan 350 in half a test match, Babar Azam's got to get 180, 190. <laughs> this, is a, this is, to be fair, I know they got, I know the two openers got a few a few runs in the in the first, first test match. Um, Imam is a player. And yeah, you'd have to get a few runs. Riz, Rizwan would have to get a few runs. Shaquille looks good and then just seems to get out. But I think a lot, obviously, it all depends on, on Babar Azam. But Babar Azam looks as though he's got the world on his shoulders. You've seen that catch he dropped off Ben Duckett. It was an underarm, straight to mid-wicket, bang, thank you very much. And that just looked as though he, he, there was a weight of a world on the captain. So I think Ben Stokes has put Babar Azam in a position where he's constantly thinking about what he's going to do next and what he's going to have to do next. If it is 350 in half a test match, you can have to get 180. And he's a great player. But I think that would be a tall order, even with you know, England's not England's strength not in their spin department. If the ball reverse swings, I think England will still have enough to knock Pakistan over in, in half a test match. Well... Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes said that their aim when they came together was to get people wanting to watch Test cricket. <laughs> they've done it. Oh, they've done it all right. They've done it and done it in such a, I think, to such a humble and where as well. I think it, it's enjoyable watching. It's all well and good watching good Test cricket played, but I think that they're doing it in such a way which is in a humble and where which I like more than anything else. Fantastic stuff. Well, don't miss day three. John will be back alongside Harmy, hopefully tomorrow afternoon, to look back at what could well be the final day of this Test match. It's quite hard to see how it might uh, creep into day four, but who knows? You never know with this England team. Anyway, for now, this has been The Following On. The Following On podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. 
Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.